to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Labels ring. Are you listening to this week's show? All about the most magical time to visit the Magic Kingdom and the rest of the Disney theme parks. But first, travel news, including a backyard Matterhorn, Cripple Creek's Christmas Casino, where to park your flying car in Orlando, and why Sweden likes to ring in Christmas with an ill-tempered mallard. Jingle them bells and pour me some eggnog. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, especially at Walt Disney World, where the halls are decked, the trees are trimmed, and the fat man in the red suit is making regular visits to make sure all the princesses and and anthropomorphic woodland creatures are still on the nice list. There's nothing I'd rather do than sit down with a cup of holiday cheer and think of all the warm, fuzzy feelings that holidays at the Disney parks give me, so we better get the travel news out of the way. But first, I was wondering, much like pie versus cake and Elvis versus the Beatles, most people seem to have their personal favorite version of a Christmas carol that they just have to watch every year. And uh, I was just curious, which one is your go-to? The Muppets. Scrooged. Yeah. 100% The Muppets. Ah, Scrooged is a good oh, one, too. Muppets. I do yeah, like I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Uh, I love The Muppets Christmas Carol. It's surprisingly, like, poignant and it's good. It's so good. There's, some of those songs are really good. Yes. There's a couple of them that make me cry. Oh, good. you guys. Of course, I, I, I cry. Light the I lamp, the not the rat. Show. Light the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you got you got Gonzo and Rizzo. Yes, so it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I've always been a fan of Mickey's Christmas Carol too. Oh I yeah, I do like that one. That one's one. cute. I love Scrooged. Yeah, me too. That's good. Yeah, Bill Murray. I don't know if I've Super ever actually good. watched that one. Oh, you oh, haven't you seen Bill Murray's it's... interpretation of the Christmas Carol? You need to yeah. see it. It's great. I, it's... I I do need to see it. I've always been more of a traditionalist there, but this one's a great spin on it. It's there's. It's traditional-ish. It's just mm-hmm. set in the '80s, and he's a TV exec like Murray, instead of it. So. Yeah, and Bill Murray rules. Yeah. yeah. And who doesn't love the '80s? That's true. Have y'all seen the one, the Robert, this. the Robert Zemeckis um, one with Jim Carrey playing the Scrooge, yes. and it's the computer. That one's super creepy I'm, and cool. Oh, I don't think yeah, I've I like ever that seen that. It's really good. There's the weird part where they like shrink him down to the size of a mouse and he goes on a strange ratatouille adventure for a little while. Oh. Yeah, he goes into the sewer and stuff. <laughs> but other than that, it's a really, really good it's, faithful version. Yeah, yeah, some of the um some of the sequences in that are just harrowing. Just some scary stuff. Huh. Yeah. You watched that one why it was just slightly too young for it and it scared him. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just actually really beautiful. Like, there's a shot where they're flying over the city of London, and it's mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Huh, yeah. I'm going to have to check yeah, it out. you should find that. I think it's on... It seems like that's on... It's on Disney something Plus. Streaming. Saw, oh, is it Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it recently on something. I couldn't remember if that was a Disney one. Yep. Yeah, they just added it. It's, it's back up there. I'll have to put it feel? into my holiday rotation of Die Hard and The Ref. <laughs> Two oh, of my you know, favorite holidays. Oh, 1990 or whatever it came out. I watch it every Christmas season because I love it. 
It's so good. I introduced Wyatt to Home Alone. Home Alone is a, yeah, yeah, another favorite. No. Mm-hmm. That's such a good one. Yeah. And That's surprisingly nice. sweet there in, in parts when he's not, you know, torturing other humans. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the wet bandits. <laughs> Any one of the things he did to the wet bandits would kill him. Yes. <laughs> he's electrocuting him and blunt force trauma. Blunt force trauma with cans of paint. <laughs> Literally yeah, setting them on their fire head with a with a blowtorch. Yeah. <laughs> we're just yucking yeah, we're it laughing. up. Oh, that's so funny. Now, if that was, what if that was two grown men torturing a ten-year-old for two hours? Would that be nearly as funny? I, I feel like no, maybe not. No, <laughs> probably not. It would anyway, be frowned upon. That's what we do around here. Yes, <laughs> that is our thing. Let's get to the news. Our, the news this week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Heather, uh, they're letting more people in at Walt Disney World these days. They are. Bob Chapek gave us a little peek behind the curtain at the shareholders call this week, this past week where he let us know that at some point in the in the last few weeks they have increased capacity from 25% to 35% and he said that things are going well and they're going to hold there we're not exactly sure when that happened um i would probably guess it's it's been in the you know the last 4 to 6 weeks that people people have noticed a few more folks. Yeah, it was kind of vague. Mm-hmm. He said we were recently mm-hmm. able to go from 25% of our max capacity to 35. And I guess they tested it a little bit just to see, probably a day or two here and there to see what that really felt like and seemed okay. So they went mm-hmm. with it. I was just in the parks the la- this past week, and it definitely, uh, there were definitely more people there than, than on my previous trips over the summer. But it it does it feels a little bit more normal, but definitely not. It's it's not the typical building towards the holiday season crowds. It's it's manageable. We saw aligned uh, wait times that were, depending on the 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 attraction, um, the v- very popular ones we saw at around forty five to fifty minutes. Which let's be honest, that's. I mean that's less than, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not a bad. Day in the spring or oh summer. yeah, I mean in the summer you're looking at 90 to 120 minute waits for things like Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. Well, and Flight of Passage was routinely still like yes. 2 years into its existence over 300 minutes mm-hmm. in peak times. And Flight of Passage this week uh, we saw it at uh 45 minutes at one point and then I saw it up to um, 60 minutes at another point and that's that's nothing for that ride i think what confuses people and they're just so used to that i got my three mm-hmm. rides with my fast pass and i didn't have to wait but the waiting isn't that isn't that long the line looks insane because the way they've got six feet between each person yes. the lines go out the front gate practically but it's it's a fast line it's just long and that's what i think is going to become an issue if they decide that they can increase capacity 
further as they start to be comfortable with going maybe towards 50%, which who knows when that will happen. Um, maybe it won't I mean, happen. They went seven months yeah. or six months with 25. I mean, maybe it won't happen until a vaccine is widespread. Maybe they'll decide to stay to hold here. I don't know. But if they want to increase capacity anymore, that's going to start to be the issue of those lines. I don't know where you put anybody. Yeah. <laughs> those lines, when you have to keep them six feet apart, they stretch a long, Especially long way. <laughs> yeah. Because of the inclement weather that Central Florida is known mm-hmm. for, Disneyland has a lot of outdoor queues normally. Yeah. Because it doesn't rain much there and it's always temperate. Orlando's hot as hell when it's not mm-hmm. raining. So the the outdoor queue thing can be a drag there yeah. because it's the lines are spread out so far and almost all of their queues are indoors mm-hmm. normally. And they've done a lot of money. Many more of the attractions now have the plexiglass inside on the interior parts of the queue so that they've been able to bring more of it inside uh, Rise of the Resistance got plexiglassed in the last few weeks. We just experienced inside of the ride vehicles. Inside the mean? ride vehicles and uh, in a few other spots. I, do, I don't want to give away too much of what happens in that attraction for anyone who hasn't experienced it. But once you get through the line, there are kind of three distinct areas you go through before you're in the actual ride vehicle character character interaction yeah and there's so there's a room where you're you're watching a a briefing from some care some star wars well-known characters and previously they were loading fewer people into that area because they Mm -hmm. couldn't keep them apart and now they have plexiglass partitions that they can take groups and you guys go so they have colored dots on the floor and they'll say okay your group of four you find the green dot and you stand there and you're behind a little partition so that they can put another group right next to you pretty close but you're behind Hmm. plexiglass now i'm glad they're still doing that Mm -hmm. part of the attraction and that has increased i was afraid they were just going to open the queue all the way up so you go right which has happened uh, yeah is the That has happened on Tower of Terror. You walk directly, Mm -hmm. you walk through that little library. I don't mind that. If I never saw that Mm -hmm. stupid opening Tower of Terror again, it would be too soon. I don't have my, I won't have my teenager screaming in my ear because every time it goes black, he thinks it's funny to let out a high pitched. I apologize for that because I gave him that idea. (laughs) Yes, you did, didn't you? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Haunted Mansion, the same thing. You walk straight through the stretching room. I wish they would come up with something on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. you are walking yeah, straight through the Creek show. For anybody that hasn't ridden it, you start off with a, a, a movie that, that you're going to be set in, and then they do the coolest illusion to put you in the film, and they can't, they can't. do that now. You just go and get on the ride, and it makes less sense as an attraction now when you don't know the. usually I don't care about their so-called storylines on these rides, but this one really added to it and made what they've done that, that just happened recently because Jeff, when you and I were last there, they didn't have this. Now, when you're waiting in line before you go into that room where you would have watched that short, they have an Mm -hmm. announcement come on that explains what would have happened in that room. (laughs) Why don't they just put screens out there in the, Oh, that's for you a good to see idea. See the thing, and then you know, show that happening. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be Instead better. Of a guy going, 
what you would be seeing here. Yeah, we Trust have. me, guys, yeah. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Put four big screen TVs out here and you're mm-hmm. done. Um, this was going to be there's awesome. There's plexiglass yeah, now it. in between the rows on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So they're able to add, load more people onto each of those little that's train cars for that vehicle because it's a long mm-hmm. bench with a straight back and you can't it, it doesn't uh it doesn't obstruct your view at all so they've definitely yeah. made some changes to ride vehicles to help with this capacity increase so they're getting more people through uh we, we noticed big thunder mountain is still that one takes a while because they're still only loading one party per train car so you could have if you if you're a group of two you're in that a car by yourself you could have six rows in front of you (laughs) that are empty which is it's really just not necessary (laughs) but yeah yeah. but as the as this that's a harder one to retrofit with plexiglass because it's an open air top Mm -hmm. and it's fast moving yeah but as long as everybody screams in their heart exactly yeah all right but (laughs) it it is good to note that they are as this is an ongoing you know the coronavirus (laughs) pandemic is an ongoing thing they didn't just adapt and stop there. They are watching how things are working and they are continuing to adapt so that they are able to let more people in and still do it safely. Um, the, they've, they've really stepped up their focus on the mask wearing. I mean, if your mask slips off your nose pretty quickly, yeah, pretty quickly, there's someone there to remind you that it needs to be all the way up in there. Their signage has changed to reflect the fact that they can make you leave if you're not wearing it properly. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've done that with their, I don't know how many times they've had to re-record those little announcements that come on every now and then to remind you about the safety, but they keep adding stuff to it. And they've added the, if you're not properly wearing an approved mask, you will be asked to leave. Face covering. Face covering. Sorry. Yes. Oh, and we're physically distancing, yeah. not socially. Distancing. And they changed their masks that they sell. Uh, I didn't like theirs when they first came out with them. They were 100% cotton and they were three layers and they were oppressively thick. They were not comfortable. And they've switched it to a microfiber. <laughs> they switched to a microfiber version and it's now just two layers It's microfiber, so it's not going to shrink when you wash it. That happened to my first round of Disney masks. We washed them. They were already a little bit too small. They're too small. Yeah, and they turned into doll-sized masks. So they're microfiber now, and they're very comfortable. I bought a couple. They look cute on all your Mickey dolls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) I bought a couple on this trip, and now it's my favorite mask because it's it's very comfortable, very breathable, um, and I like it better than... Some of my own masks. They need that I ones with adjustable ear straps. That's true. Apparently, I have like far set back ear. I don't know what, but <laughs> they're always too tight on my ears. Yeah. Well, so you know, just a, it's good things. They've they've increased capacity, and it hasn't, in my opinion, it hasn't um, lessened the experience. And it's still you still I felt very safe. So I actually saw yeah. a lot better mask compliance this time i didn't see as many people with their nose hanging out so that was good well if you're on the other side of the country and you're missing uh disneyland uh jeff has a story about one man's quest to bring the experience home have you guys seen i don't i forgot where i'm no don't have it in front of me there's a video that's going around and we'll put it on the 
on the uh, Facebook page. Facebook. <laughs> Hold on. I just lost my feed there. I couldn't see anyone and it was jarring to me. But this guy, he's a college student and he told his dad who they have a lot of land, looks like acres of land. And he said he's going to build a roller coaster in the backyard. He's an engineering student. Dad's like, okay, yeah, sure. He built, uh, it's not exactly to scale or anything, but it is a really impressive Matterhorn roller coaster. Wow. And it's about four stories tall. It's got the cement, the rock work, yeah, the everything. Rock He's got waterfalls, multiple what? waterfalls that you go around and through. Inside is a working animatronic Yeti. What? This thing is nuts. <laughs> yeah, lighting yeah. effects, everything. Wow. It's Awesome, and he plans to keep it up for a while and let people come and ride it and That's do whatever. Amazing. And then th the plan is that he'll tear that down and use the track pieces and everything to build another replica at another time. I hope he's but getting some kind of crazy. engineering it, school credit for this stuff. <laughs> it honestly looks smoother than the real Matterhorn, which is at, at Disneyland, California, if anybody doesn't know. That thing, like most rides, exit through the gift shop. This one needs to exit through the chiropractor's office because it is oh, it's for a sure. beating to or ride Or if you ride. have kidney thing, stones, ride it and it'll knock it loose. <laughs> yeah, it has... Uh, I couldn't tell if it had a lift, Dan. Could you? It seemed like they didn't show if it, I don't know if you start at the top and just work your way down or if it actually has a lift. Well, I think I remember seeing a chance. I'd have to watch real quick. I've got wow. the it's, in front of me. It's so impressive, though. The rock work and everything. It's just. So, what you're astounding. saying is this is better than those parents who were recreating Pirates of the Caribbean with a laundry basket. Oh, yeah, and this is definitely better. <laughs> pulling yeah. the kids yeah, down little, the stairs. A little different. It probably costs a little more than a Walmart laundry yeah. basket, too. But <laughs> this thing is so impressive. And he the, the video shows, like, all of his buds are out there taking turns doing it. It has the splash thing wow. at the end that goes through, like, a like a reservoir thing. So uh, the reservoir cycles the water up into the top, and all the waterfalls go through the thing and wind up back at the thing where at the end you psh, through the... Huh. Yeah, thing just like on the real Matterhorn ride. That's it's very cool. Hill. It does have a lift, a lift hill. hill. Wow. Uh, the largest drop is six feet. The track is four hundred feet long, and it's a fifty-second <gasps> ride. Four hundred feet. So the it real is ride backyard. is probably two and a half, three minutes. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is like a third of what they actually. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Disneyland in this dude's backyard. I like the tiny little wooden trussel bridge that you go across. Yes. And, yeah. It's, it's it's so impressive. I need you to, uh, and Kendra to build one of those, Dan. Yeah, I'll get right for on your that. kids. I think we've got just enough room in our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, could be just that. that in the backyard. I can't get the door open because it's bumping into the Matterhorn. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains in the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that means it's time for our favorite segment. For the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips, here's key to the world travel with just the tips. Just the tips. <laughs> I feel like it's a. Uh, feel like we haven't heard that Saturday Night Live. I know. I love that <laughs> sweet sax solo at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. Is that uh, what you call that? <laughs> it's something. It sure is something. That was a, a bleeding goose. <laughs> That's bleat. Or By the way, yeah. not bleeding. Either one depends on what you're into. <laughs> anyway, here's a tip. I'm Brenda Hayes from Midlothian, Virginia, and my travel tip is don't stress about packing. 
99% mm-hmm. of the time, you can always buy it when you get there. That is a good point, and I have done that. <laughs> Unless you're on a cruise ship or something where it's very limited what your options are, that is super true. I used to stress and bring everything I would ever anticipate needing, and then I realized I'm in Orlando. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going a, a, into the wilds of Africa. Well, I mean, I suppose yeah. if you are going on a safari, you probably should stress about packing. Yeah, but even then, you, they limit severely limit you on what you can mm-hmm. and should oh, bring there, too. And they'll supply you with first aid or whatever. Bring your medicine, bring your bathing suit. You can buy all Disney clothes when you get there. Mm-hmm. Very true. I yeah. came back one with a few more. pair of underwear per five days. Yeah. Well, one pair of underwear for every five days. Is that what you just yeah. said? Yeah. Okay, I'm not. Wear, wear it forwards, wear it backwards, turn it inside out, I'm, forwards, backwards, I'm and then one not, day commando. Yeah. You're good to go. I'm not yeah. traveling with you uh, anymore, Dan. What's, yeah. what's, yeah. what's the problem? I wonder why nobody wants to travel with Dan. <laughs> Peace and quiet is lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've gone nose blind to yes, yourself. I think that is true. The rest of us have not. <laughs> Everybody loves their own brand, right? (laughs) Everybody loves their own brand. I used to stress a lot over packing and would start days before. Now the only thing I do is I do toss a few things like make sure things are charged that need charging when I get there. But otherwise, your clothes are easy to toss in a bag and go. You guys have both brought up the idea of having stuff that's all permanently Ready. packed and yes. that way you just add your clothes mm-hmm. i have my a whole separate set of makeup my toiletries are always a, just a travel set mm-hmm. and um a separate set of all my chargers and everything so as long as i remember to put those three things then yeah, i'm that's pretty what good. i forgot last time was my two bags one with all my chargers and the one with all my yep. camera stuff so i was on a fam trip to learn all about these new resorts with no camera stuff and no charge. Luckily, the iPhone camera that you have is pretty spectacular. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah. Didn't didn't have my other stuff. No 360s from that trip, mm-hmm. sadly. Oh, well. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. So did you guys hear the great vaccine news that came out this past week about uh, Pfizer's version of the COVID-19 vaccine. I did. And I am so, so excited. excited. Pfizer and their collaboration with BioNTech uh, released the preliminary information on their final phase. And it's showing that it's not. I, I When I first read the headlines, they all said Pfizer's vaccine is 90% effective. It's actually close to 95% effective which is kind of extraordinary. Even the vaccines... Typical vaccines are in the 60 and 70% range. And the the annual flu vaccine can get sometimes close to just, you know, 40, 50%. And this is great news across the board because Pfizer's method of uh, targeting the spike protein is what all of the leading vaccine candidates that are in final phase testing right now, it's what they're all doing. And back when when all of these really started entering the final phase, there was some skepticism, not, I wouldn't say skepticism, but maybe some worry. I think I remember Fauci saying that it's a little concerning that we're putting all of our eggs in one basket. Um, 
and it looks like we picked the right basket. So that's good. Um, Pfizer's vaccine is also based on the same mnra technology as moderna which is the other leading candidate that's probably about to to be ready uh so we can probably guess that that one's going to be just about as effective um fauci did speak last week and say that he's very excited because he thinks that that means that all what is it like 16 or 18 that have entered uh, late phase testing are all um probably going to come out with about this level of efficacy. So Pfizer is going to go for emergency youth authorization, hopefully by the end of this month. And actually Moderna was saying the same thing that they plan Mm -hmm. to by the end of this month went. So we could see by December, um, it's most likely going to be frontline healthcare workers and the people at super high risk, uh, um, people in nursing homes and things like that. I really hope this means that we see more widespread availability to to the rest of us by March or April. And if that happens, then now we just got to get everybody on board with getting vaccinated. Please. Yes, yes. Stop with the anti Yeah, actually, uh, Dr. Fauci spoke, um, it was yes, uh, just a couple of days ago and said that his hope is that with these high levels of efficacy and the really good safety reports that it will uh, increase acceptance, at least here in the United States, that people are going to realize that these are safe and they are very effective. And it's how we're going to get out of this. If you're if mm-hmm. you're ready to, to burn your mask, then get you and your family vaccinated as soon as you're able to. I read an article yesterday that I just texted you guys, and it was talking about this vaccine and the other two that are of the same kind. This mRNA, the thing that's so cool about it is that it's most vaccines are made from a live virus mm-hmm. that's been killed, and then it creates the thing. This this thing does a whole different thing, and now that they've sequenced this, it will make future vaccines. They've spent all the money on some of the companies have used government money mm-hmm. and whatever, but they've spent the money and the time now to get this thing where when future things come up, they just reprogram mm-hmm. it with the new thing. And vaccines will Much be quicker. more like half a year to mm-hmm. a year now. Yeah. So most of this research time was actually figuring out this part of it, how to program it. Now when future pathogens come along, they just reprogram this thing and we'll have... We could have almost instantaneous vaccines to diseases. And hopefully uh, that means we, this yeah, that we don't on. go through what we've gone through in the past year and are still looking at another six months of probably. Oh, yeah. I would love for that never to happen again. That's on my Christmas list, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is that we, we all do have to remember is that uh, this Moderna and Pfizer and these mRNA vaccines, they're not brand new. They really have been working mm-hmm. on this technology for a while. Uh, Moderna has an Ebola vaccine that was already in use with this technology. So we didn't start from nothing and get to where we are, you know, just in six months. Uh, and, and I don't know, you know, when the, the beginning of this, the media loved ta- all the articles about how normally a vaccine is tested for 10 years. Yeah, that's yeah. the ones that are live vaccines <laughs> yeah. types. 
10 years is not, I mean, you know, 10 years thing. isn't great for anything. If we have a new thing pop up, we don't want to have to wait 10 years for a vaccine. Yeah, I'm excited about this and I will, I will definitely be one of the first in line to, to also, get it. technology these days just yeah. moves so much faster. Yeah. Each generation, they, they have done the R and D to figure mm-hmm. out everything before it. Yeah. The com- compound knowledge makes everything move a lot. Pfizer's is is a little bit going to be a little bit tricky to distribute because it has to be stored at just ridiculous what's it like sixty billion yeah. or something crazy. Um, but a lot of uh, I, I just read that our local health departments here in Kent County have uh, already uh, done the work to get the freezers that that are needed to store it. And actually, Walgreens is equipping. Mm-hmm their stores with freezers that can store this. Walgreen and CVS are trying to make sure that at least a few of their locations mm-hmm. in each major yep. metropolitan area have that so that people can cut, you know, like you'd never have to go more than an hour mm-hmm. or so away to get this thing. And the other, the exciting thing about Moderna is that one doesn't have to be stored so low. It can be uh, still cold, still cold, but they say a regular, just a a regular freezer can store it. You don't need one of the special The one they put on hold was the one that's that strip that's uh, room temperature Mm -hmm. and you put a little strip on it. It's like it's shelf stable and it doesn't require two visits. It's just one thing Mm -hmm. that time releases into your skin. That's going to be a good one, but that's probably a ways. I think we, I I think by March or April, we're going to see a few different of the vaccines start to be available to the rest of us. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's really going to be how we're going to get out of this. So until then we need, just need to keep convincing people to put on a mask and continuing with their life until they can get a vaccine. And then maybe next Christmas we can have normal holiday things happening. Next Christmas (laughs) I go back to having to see my family. Yes. (laughs) That's true. I mean, getting, getting to see, my to family. see. you know me. what? Sorry, Dad. You know what? I will. I will take that hit. Yeah, <laughs> I will take that hit in order to be able to move about the world freely again. Hundred percent. That would sure be nice. Well, when you're able to move around the world freely again, I've got an interesting hotel for you guys that is Christmas themed. Oh, um, mm, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, this is in Go Away Pop Up Ad. Said yes. Colorado. Uh, Cripple Creek. I'm only familiar with Cripple Creek because of the song by the band. Stop on Cripple Creek. She fans me. Okay, don't sing anymore. Otherwise, we have to pay less. I've been there. <laughs> you, you've been there? Have you, have you been to uh, the, the Christmas Christmas Casino and Inn in Cripple Creek? I have not. I went when I was a kid. We my I had family in Colorado. Well, I still have family in Colorado. I just haven't been to see them. And uh, we would go to Cripple Creek. It was like the oldie times town with the gold panning and all that stuff. Bronco Billy's Casino bought... Uh, <laughs> Bronco Billy's. A, yeah, it bought a historic hotel there and they've opened the Christmas Casino and Inn there. And it's going to be year-round themed to Christmas time, huh. uh, in, including around, around the holidays. They're going to have eight live reindeer living in the hotel's parking lot. Um, it's, it's it's got a small inn. It looks like it's just about twelve rooms that are all decorated for Christmas all year round. And the gaming floor um, features uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, a fifteen foot 
rotating Christmas tree, 360 yards of garland filled with more than 4,000 uh, ornaments. And the centerpiece of this hotel is um, a seven feet, 17 foot tall cr- German Christmas pyramid. You know those wooden things with the candles? German the Christmas pyramid. Oh, okay. Oh, the candles, then the, yeah, spin around. the little angels. And I don't think I would propellers. have called that a pyramid, but yes, yes. Apparently that's what the Germans call oh, it. Huh. And, uh, it's 17 foot tall. Apparently it's one of it's one of the two largest in the world. Does it have uh, two giant candles? Uh, it's got it has a hundred giant oh, candles. Oh wow. Did it's, you click the link there? It's it's impressive. And it's right on the casino floor. <laughs> so there's like a guy playing slots next to this beautiful <laughs> I mean it's not a huge casino. We're not talking Vegas here, but uh Mm-mm. it does have a also huge... it's called Bronco Billy. Yeah. So I think <laughs> Thing nobody expected, Vegas scale. No, so so if you're looking for some Christmas over there in it's uh, in an old Walgreens, a little Colorado, a, a little a little blackjack with some Christmas decorations at yeah, DeBronco Billy's. Absolutely, it looks fun though. Next to it is a smaller but still quite substantial one. But can you take your flying car there? Okay. No, but you know where you will soon be able to take your flying Tell car? Me. Orlando. What? Orlando, uh, in an announcement that drew immediate comparisons to the Jetsons, <laughs> Orlando and a German aviation company have formally unveiled their plans uh, just this week to, to build a 56,000 square foot transportation hub for your flying car. Who has these flying cars? Well, <laughs> I do, quite frankly, and I've been one. I've been circling for years, (laughs) looking for somewhere to put her down. Trying to land, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So now uh, these are electric-powered aircrafts that they take off vertically, just straight up. They can go 186 miles per hour, and they have them now that seat five. They're pretty cool looking, very, uh, very sleek. They're like a little small plastic. It looks like if Apple designed an airplane. Um, but these things cost a uh, hundred dollars to yeah, two hundred dollars, hundreds at least. Yeah, they're building, uh, building, <laughs> building this hub. Interesting. So that's the first of its kind in the U.S. But it didn't say the article did not say where else these things are. So if you need to fly around the uh, Orlando yeah. area, you can. I guess they will have places to store it, or you can trailer it away. I don't know the details yet on that, but I'll be happy to land because I've had to pee for three years. (laughs) It seems like a big gamble. It really does. We have a fly-in community in the West Michigan area where it's... uh, Like an airport, small landing strip in the neighborhood? neighborhood, Yeah, so the people who who live there have their own small aircraft, and then there's hangars for the aircraft in the neighborhood. And so you you fly in, and I guess I was like, what what is the market for this? And from what I understand, it's people who work in Chicago but live here, so they fly over, you know, they fly into Chicago and then they fly home. I just, I don't. I've seen I've seen little aircraft landing there. It's you can see yeah. it when you're driving from where we live um, out to Holland. So like. Like Cessna size, yeah, they're very, planes they're are bigger very than small, like Cessna, and maybe a little bit bigger. Those little planes yeah. freak me out. I'm not scared of flying on a normal 
aircraft. It's those little personal size planes. I don't They're know. fun. I've been in one Disney. a couple of times. <laughs> Disney tried to do this in the seventies at Walt Disney World. Really? They oh yeah. They built it's it was called a stall port, short takeoff and landing. Uh they there's an airfield at Walt Disney World that they now use for construction staging. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. I think it's, you can see the runway from the monorail re- at one point. It's real near where they put that uh, Mickey-shaped solar panel farm. Oh, right okay, yeah. Area. Yeah, and the idea was that they thought, mm-hmm. they thought in the 70s that the the next big thing in transportation was that people were going to be using Cessna's personal aircraft, aircraft for, hmm. for commuting, and so they built an airport and... It, we have some mm-hmm. friends that do fly their yeah. small, I don't know what size or whatever, but it's their own personal airplane. They fly down there to small enough vacation that all they, the time, but I guess they're not landing right yeah. at the wilderness. Lodge small like enough they that they like have to. to weigh their luggage and themselves before they get on the plane and make sure that Yeah, that's a no for yeah, me. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, you, your lunch was too big. Yeah. Go to the bathroom and come back. And <laughs> or get rid of a few pair of shoes out of your luggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm going to just, you know, stick to the larger commercial, commercial aircraft. aircraft. Yeah. The professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I'll do, too. At least for Unless I find someone with a private jet who wants to fly me around. I'd, I'd allow that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had I, I, I had an, an inspiration for a series of specials I'd like to do for the next few episodes. Uh, everybody knows about the crazy... Uh, you know about the Krampus who likes to beat children. <laughs> I have Germany. recently learned about Krampus. Yes. And and Japan's predilection for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas Day. Um, some of those more. I, did I didn't know that, know that either. You just, oh, really? you I, just I slid that in there uh, like we Kentucky all know. Yeah, everybody knows <laughs> about oh. Japanese Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken yeah, Christmas. I guess we'll talk about that next week. All right. Okay. Oh, what a tease. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about interesting uh, Christmas traditions around the world. Oh, okay. I like it. Santa Claus. And did you guys know that in Sweden, you can't have Christmas without Donald Duck? Huh. No. No. I was not aware. Is that when their meatballs are made of? That's why they taste so good. (laughs) No, in in Sweden, about 40% of the country gathers around the television every Christmas Eve to watch Donald Duck cartoons. This is very oh. specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, so every year since 1959, at 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve, the 1958 <laughs> wow. special, ready for it, Kala Anka Okanzvaner Anskar God Yule, yeah. which, which uh, I'm translates... I'm going to need just you saying that isolated into a... MP4, please. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, that that translates to Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas. Huh. Uh, and they screened that on Sweden's main public television channel, TV One. Um, <laughs> this is hysterical. It's on yeah. public TV. <laughs> well, you might have either heard of or seen this special, maybe. In, I'm not you know sure I have. Says, uh, from all of us to all of you. You've probably at least heard the song Jimmy Cricket sings. All of us. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Very Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's it's an hour-long uh, special where they show short shorts, Christmas-themed shorts. Uh, uh, for decades, Sweden only had two channels, hmm. and this was the only time of year that people could watch uh, Disney 
cartoons on television. Huh. And so, so it now it's their popular. Christmas tradition. And it's stuck Interesting. around. Interesting. Um, Swedes love this special so much that last year, while the show was on, uh, cell phone daddy usage fell by 28% and calls to emergency services dropped by 16%. Oh, no, I cut my toe off, but I got to watch Donald Duck. I'll call when it's <laughs> yeah. over. Hold on. Uh, give me 30 more minutes. <laughs> well, I love that they're keeping their tradition. <laughs> Meanwhile, we can't even hardly get peanuts uh, Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas on the air now. It has to go on streaming mm-hmm. platform. Yeah, I know. It's impossible to find all the good stuff. I just like the I like the the outline on this one. It says, so the soft, angry glow of a barely intelligible duck has assumed the role of the fire around which people have long <laughs> gathered to hear once again the stories that they've heard a hundred times An before. An angry duck. Aww. <laughs> Aww. The nation's weird uncle. Yes. Yeah, it's not really that the films are so good. Charlotte Hagstrom, a professor professor of ethnology at Lund University told NPR, it's more like it's just a ritual to sit down with your family every year at the same time watching the same films. So, mm. Yep. Cool. I'm sure you can probably find that on YouTube or something. So yeah. Start your own family tradition. And stick around next week to learn about Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan. <laughs> That's right. And stick around right now because after the commercial break, we're exploring the special kind of holiday magic that only the Disney parks can create. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Chestnuts are roasting, sleigh bells are jingling. Ouch. And the artificial snow is falling on a pair of six-foot-tall chipmunks in knit hats and Christmas sweaters cavorting in the 80-degree Florida sun. Honestly, it really is a lot more magical than it sounds. In the words of Johnny Mathis, we need a little Christmas right this very minute to help turn 2020 around and make the end of the year merry and bright. So let's start with a look at some of our favorite memories from holidays in the park's past. Holidays at Walt Disney World. There's just something about it that's different from any other. Yeah, there's a vibe. There's a feeling. It's a definite vibe, yeah. (laughs) It's a whole mood there at Christmas time. As if when I round the corner in Magic Kingdom from when you come around the hub through the the train station and you come around where you can see that shot down at Mm -hmm. the 
thing when you see all the wreaths and the pretty and the garland everywhere it's and the so music's beautiful. different and it smells different and it somehow feels cooler even though you're still sweating your balls <laughs> off it just feels like christmas in central florida yes let's be honest disney's kind of like an abusive boyfriend they're really, really good at emotional manipulation. <laughs> yeah, yes, really that are. is true. They know what they're doing. Yes. It's Ouch. so, so pretty. And it, I don't know. I, I, it is my favorite time of year at either Disney World or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Disneyland's even oh, more magical, I think. So, so magical. At the holiday season when the holiday decorations are yes, up. Yes, all Beautiful holiday music is playing. Yeah. <laughs> and people are garland. standing in 10-hour lines to get a giant candy cane. <laughs> yeah, that part's okay. not as good. Yeah, it's not all magical. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've only actually actually seen uh, uh, Disneyland mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Is that it's, the true? You have not been to Walt Disneyland Florida oh, Complex I just, during I just the took your wife to the to the Walt Disney oh, World Florida well, campus for Christmas. I'm taking Dan next year. You should. Yay. Hey, oh, boys trip. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that. But but we're going to Disney. But honestly, if you talk to anyone who's standing in that very long line for the handmade candy canes at Disneyland, nobody's grouchy. They're all mm-hmm, happy. No. They're so excited that they're going to get a candy cane. And it's, <laughs> Maybe it's we should delightful. explain what these silly candy yeah, canes yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Have either of you ever gotten one of these? No, I don't like normal size candy canes, but this one is like the size of a little person's arm. Yeah, you could beat someone to death with it. It's a very large candy cane, but it's made by hand. Yeah, a certain certain number every day, and don't you have to like enter a lottery to get a? Yeah, you you get a numbered ticket thing, I Mm -hmm. guess. And once those are gone. They're gone, but then you ha- you go back and you stand in line to wait for them to be done making. They're handmade. They're thick. They're like an inch, inch and a half oh, thick nerds. braided candy cane. Who doesn't love a thick one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really the girth of the thing yeah. and uh, the mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> not so much the taste for you. Yeah, if you're not into mint, you might not love that part of it. But <laughs> yeah, I am into mint. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any. There's nothing like that in in Walt Disney World. They don't do the those handmade candy canes in the in the confe- Main Street confectionery. I'm kind of surprised. I am Is a little as well. The number of people. There's a lot of things like or, that. That the scale of Walt Disney World just makes it kind of impossible to mm-hmm. do these little quaint seeming mm-hmm. homey things like that. Now, I can see them doing something like that in Epcot though. Like oh like sure, that yeah. Shop in in Germany. They should be making special. Oh yeah. Yeah, the caramel coochie. And that, that shop, they have a salted caramel gingerbread cookie right now that is so, yeah. so good. Hey, did you get one of those? Yes. That looks pretty epic. It's yum, yum, yummy. I like all things sort of holiday and gingerbread and mint. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and the nice what? thing about Disneyland at the holidays is it's a little cooler there than it is in Florida. So you can be wearing your... Mickey Mouse Santa hat and fact. yeah, and a nice that, red fleece I, or yeah. I went yep. went out and about in a ugly Christmas sweater yes. uh, and a, a ski hat when in I was there. December. Yeah, early in December. December. It yeah, it definitely nice. gets chilly in in the evenings, especially at the holiday mm. time at Disneyland. And they have some they have fun overlays that they do. On some of their rides, which is great. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've debated whether or not the um, 
haunted mansions nightmare before Christmas overlay is a, a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. It's I love amazing. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was my one and only time ever to see the haunted mansion, I might be annoyed that it was the nightmare before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But that it's not like the overlay you're thinking of. If anybody's been to the Jingle Jangle Jungle jingle, or whatever the they, jingle the Jingle Cruise, cruise version, yeah. that's like they put a few Santa hats and some wreaths out mm-hmm. there on the normal ride. But this thing at Haunted Mansion Disneyland is insane. Every single aspect of it is taken over with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. From the opening thing where normally you have the stretching room with the surprise at the end. This one is Jack Skellington up at the thing. All the pictures have been changed. Mm-hmm. He's ghosted into the portraits and animatronics are different. It's Yeah, it's like awesome. they it's almost like they gut it and put in all new stuff. Yeah. It's insane. We don't have anything like that at the East Coast version of Walt Disneyland Florida Complex. In defense of the Jingle Cruise, uh, the girls and I did ride that this this week. And the skipper that we had was fantastic. And her entire... It really all depends on on the skipper. Her entire spiel was changed. So all her punny jokes were... Or holiday themed and she was hysterical we had a great time with her but if you get a lame skipper it's never it's just not most, fun most skippers are good but i don't know if i've had some skippers in training or what but they just they make the right all they really do bad jokes and you have to have good timing for that. Uh, disneyland also has the amazing christmas overlay to small world that mm, we don't have yes. on the east coast right that's right it, well i don't wonder why we don't do more of that uh, I think a lot of it's the time it takes to switch them over. I mean, how to mansion you're looking at between the it's time a couple it takes of weeks. them to mm-hmm. put it over on either end. Plus, it's like it's been six months basically between changeover to uh, Jack Skellington Town USA to change. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you lose half the year of of the thing. Yeah, Jingle Cruise obviously doesn't take so long. Uh, Man, that's four guys. Yeah, throwing out some Santa hats and small world though. When the the facade of that at Disneyland is incredible to be amazing. That is that's true. With ten billion Christmas, so so many. (laughs) I love the I love the facade of uh, small Disneyland Small World so much better. Mm -hmm. Anyway, with the the big big front to it and the like. I don't know the one in the one in Fantasyland. well, Disney World is just... It feels like it's just sort of shoehorned in there. It's like even smaller world yes. somehow. <laughs> Disneyland Paris's small world is like uh, Disneyland California. And I like it mm-hmm. even better. The sign out front is mm-hmm. cooler and... The, yeah. And it's a it's an attraction in its own right. It's not just uh, inserted into the ye olde times fantasy land. <laughs> Something you ride because the Peter Pan line was yes, too long. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I still don't understand why they don't pick that up and move it to World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's true. Heather was just there. there. She just got back yesterday, Heather mm-hmm. and Dan's wife. They uh, are sisters, by the way. Yeah, she is my sister. <laughs> but they saw all the things that are a little bit different this year. Disneyland is closed. As that is know, a big so difference. You can't experience that. <laughs> that part sucks. So their, their Christmas displays are really lame. Yeah. And then Disney World has changed up a few things because apparently icicle lights have COVID. <laughs> yes. Who knew? <laughs> so what are they doing now? And I actually like this better. So they're using that projection technology on the castle 
and it changes every 15 minutes to a new beautiful version of of the holidays um so it makes the whole castle the look whole like it's different colors thing. and patterns and yeah there's one that's beautiful blue and gold and then yeah that one is my favorite i love that one and then there's one that's predominantly red with some there's some mini mouse dots thrown in there uh one is mostly green and it has uh, lots of Lean snowflakes and I think Dan you've your background is the one with the Minnie Mouse yeah, dots um, yeah, this one that looks like gift wrapping yes and they they stay on for 15 minutes and then see, you'll hear uh, the jingle bells start up and that means it's about to change and then it does the whole transformation into the next and one and the crowd goes oh yes. and it's just Gorgeous. I mean, we, the the projection mapping technology is so so cool. It's it's cool, and they've already got the projectors there, and the whole castle's perfectly mapped. Yeah. So it's so you don't have that easy what, for them for different holidays. And how how long to does it take to put up those icicle lights? Don't they usually start in September? It takes forever, and the so, crane so is up forever. And yeah, that big ugly crane. Yeah. And also, not to mention those. I mean, the lights are pretty. They are, but they're a little bit much. For my taste, they kind of look like something that somebody's grandma might have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do like it. The first time I stood there near closing time yeah. at a, it was a cool night at Disney World. And the first time I saw it with all the actual just dripping with icicle lights and it was a nip in the air. And to see that the first time was pretty magical. Mm -hmm. It is magical. You know, once you've seen it, you've seen it. People cry if anything changes. So, of course, everyone hates this. Oh, I do wonder if maybe they could do a, a, an Icicle Lights version with the projection mapping. I bet they could. Oh, yeah, they could do both. There's no reason. I'll make it, well, yeah, project mm -hmm. what yeah. the castle looks like yeah. with Icicle Lights but on it. This, I, I don't, nobody that we saw seemed to be disappointed because when you see these new. Uh, facades in person they're just spectacular the colors are incredible and it it it's just it's really beautiful and it's cool that it can do several different ones and you know everybody mm -hmm. has their favorite and we did notice that people were standing around the whole time waiting to make sure Which that they saw the all idea. four was to not yeah. have that happen and we we <laughs> talked about that that it would might it might make sense if they cut down the amount of time between the changeovers and that way if they cut it down to say maybe five to ten minutes at a time you wouldn't have to stand there as long to see all of them i think they had, people are standing there an hour to mm -hmm. see all four i think their hope was like that, that you'd see one and then go do something else and see another one later but people wanted to make sure they got photos of all four mm -hmm. yeah, what was it and i don't know if they still do, i don't think they still do it what was that when they first started playing with this projection mapping, they had that projector like pre-show before the fireworks. Yes, and it's yeah, like it was through uh, the different once upon a time. Yeah, they were taking some of the things they were doing was taking ride photos that had happened that day and projecting them onto the castle. I, it was something, something. Oh, that memories. was cool. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah that was they, that. They, they... Go ahead. Yeah. They've they've kept that thing uh, since the ride projection it just did the whole show and then they would have the projection or then the normal fireworks mm -hmm. and projection show right but they went through the scenes pretty quick yeah mm -hmm. in that version was was getting at it, it yeah that they, they would... could 
they, they, I think they just need to shorten that amount of time. And, but I will say that it wasn't, I, I it didn't feel unsafe and crowded. You know, everybody was in their own group and nobody was, nobody was getting right up on us or, or anything. Are like cast that. members keeping people moving at all, making any effort to not have people congregate not that or I saw. just letting it happen organically? Yeah, they see, not that I saw. They, they, they have those regular announcements telling you to please stay at least six feet from any other, you know, mm-hmm. any other group. And for the most part, people are doing that. And everyone's got a mask on and you're outdoors. So I wasn't really that concerned if somebody, you know, got within six feet of me for a few minutes to take a picture. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's not that's not really a big risk. Uh, but if they're worried about the optics of it, maybe. But, um, you know, yeah. it didn't look to me like people were congregating close together. It just was pretty obvious that people were staying there for to, to make sure that they saw all four. Once all those bloggers have. Done yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Normal people might keep moving. Yeah. But I really love that. And they also have those. They have the big spotlights. Um, coming up behind it, so it's it sort of has a little bit of the effect that the fireworks would have with all those spotlights. Yeah, with aimed. the way they project on the front of the castle, and then the the spotlights that are along the side and back, it gives it a real weird, hard to explain three D pop. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing seems like like ViewMaster three D, like it's popping off the screen of the sky. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and then so of course the uh, a signature holiday season thing at Walt Disney World has always been that holiday parade, which is not happening now. But what I like it better, just like we've, I think all of us have said we love the character cavalcades. They've taken that parade and bright, broken it up into little cavalcades. Let me ask real quick. Sure. I was thinking about this the other day and forgot to look it up. So at Disneyland, they just have their normal daily or nightly parade becomes a Christmas mm-hmm. parade. They don't have the Christmas party where you have to mm-hmm. pay to see the parade. But at Disney World, the Christmas and Santa parade and the Tin Soldiers and all that and Nutcrackers was only during the Ol- ticketed event, Only right? during the ticketed event until about mid-December, those ticketed events end, and then the parade oh, becomes okay. the Christmas parade. Just a normal yeah. parade. They I don't can, hold. I have only ever seen it as part mm-hmm. of the party. They don't. They stop holding that party um, during the heavier uh, traffic times between Christmas and New Year's. So the parties yeah. usually ended well, some somewhere around the 15th of December. There are no more Christmas oh, so parties. The last week is just, yeah. So then the last. Yeah. And yes, the holiday parade becomes what everybody sees at night. So that you can see it. Yep. So now they're just doing holiday cavalcades. Yeah. So they have the pop-ups. one of my favorite parts of that parade is the toy soldiers, mm-hmm. and so they have their own little cavalcade. Um, Do they have the dumb reindeers that yes! walk on their back legs? Yes. <laughs> Those come out. They come out with Santa. Those are great. So so yeah. the Santa float comes out and it's just him and the reindeer. Well, the reindeers are like dancing girls yes. and gentlemen that are, you know, they're anthropomorphic-ish. They look like reindeer, but they're all on just their back yes, legs. they're it fun. Looks really, really funny. Uh, then they have one that's the all the gingerbread men. And Love them. that one, I think, is Goofy and Clarabelle. 
Yeah, that's Goofy's Candy Kitchen. Yes. Candy Flare Kitchen. Bottle. The whole thing yeah. smells like gingerbread. Yes, and, candy and it's a very it strong smell of gingerbread when that one goes by. Um, the, Are these throughout the day? Or? All day long. It's every 15 yeah. minutes, a different one will come out. There's no... I love that. I wish they'd stick to mm-hmm. that instead of shutting everything down for a parade. There's no set schedule. Like, it's not that Santa comes out at the top of the hour or anything like that. It's just about every 15 minutes, a cavalcade will come through. Uh, the princesses mm-hmm. have That's one. I felt yes. sorry for the princesses because <laughs> yeah, they have I, them all. I texted and... Heather and said, is it cold <laughs> down there? Because the picture she posted was the princesses in their winter it's gear with coats on. lined capes and... <laughs> No, but it's just for the effect, and man, it's eighty-five degrees. They must have been, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kendra sent me videos of all of those that you guys saw, and it looks a lot of fun. I really it is like a lot in of front fun. Of, in front of the Goofy's Kitchen one, Max still co- comes out. Yes, his, his gingerbread house car. Yeah. That's a really cool car. I like that one. Yeah, I love so Max. it's like they took the best floats, the best parts of that Christmas parade, and just broke them into cavalcades. And I think it's better. You don't have. Even when there's no pandemic, I don't really love all the people lining the streets mm-hmm. for an hour to two hours before. I, I think if they ever do go back to a nighttime kind of parade, which I wish they would do, I think it, but they should just do evening cavalcades, have really cool yeah. lighting effects. You could combine some of the best aspects of Main Street Electrical Parade and Spectro Magic and the one everybody loves at Disneyland, the uh, what is that one? When can we do this again? Oh, paint the paint night. The night. Yeah, with yeah. The more digital, modern effects and screens. Have one car from each of those styled things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just put lights all over. It could be super cool. So, of course, there's no no visit with Santa. You can't go sit on Santa's lap uh, this Aww. year, which is sad. But And the other character experiences. So all of the other newly adapted character meet and greets have all been turned into Christmassy. So my favorite one was the country bears. They're still coming out up there and all of them are up wearing, the yeah, up on the roof. All of them are wearing hats and scarves and they're so, they're so, so cute. Liver lips is my favorite. <laughs> and they were like, so proud of their scarves and showing them off. Like, look at me wearing my scarf. It's, oh, and one of the, one of my favorite moments on this trip is we were standing there, watching the the bears and I turn around to leave and there is a country bears fan who is basically decked out just like the bears. He had the same scarf and the same hat they were wearing. And then he was like, just a, just a, like a visitor. A visitor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Same hat and same scarf. And then he was covered with stuffies of the country bears. Like he was, aye, aye, he aye. was clearly a very big fan. Are you telling yeah. me you did not take a picture of this gentleman? I didn't i should have he would want you to nobody shows up dripping with stuffies and doesn't want to picture. that's a good point no, you're right it's a big letdown girl i'm you sorry ask about his outfit. i have failed you Ooh, speaking <laughs> speaking about characters up on the roof something exciting happened just recently that you guys were there to see in uh liberty square right yes it's a little weird but it is exciting mm. the muppets are back and they don't speak, they don't right? speak. So I think it, you'd have to be an equity. Actor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They've kind of oh. the feeling it, it gives is that they're they're another another character meet and greet. Like, you know, when you're interacting with the country bears, they'll mime things at you and, you know, make a heart with their hands and yeah. stuff like that. Mickey, any of those. Mm-hmm. They don't and talk. that's what the Muppets are now doing. 
and they 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 have a it's all day long, so it's not the you know the the set show times that they used to have when they did that little uh, show in Liberty Square, and they just rotate through the Muppets. We saw Fozzie and Kermit came out, and the the puppeteers are doing a great job. They are like if you wave at Kermit, he'll wave back, and um, uh, Leah who was with us, Kermit was wearing a candy cane. Send a candy cane striped bow tie, and she asked him, "Does your candy, does your bow tie smell like peppermint?" And he nodded and like fixed his bow tie. So they they are kind of interacting with the crowd the way that Good. the other non face characters do. Uh, we saw Gonzo and his chickens. <laughs> um, that's good. Yeah. That's, and that's easy enough to do. I saw mm-hmm. um, a theme park professor had video of them rolling out decorative banners that hung from the windows mm-hmm. that, uh, yep. that they appear in. And so Fozzie came out one time and uh, picked up a, a string of Christmas lights and was like trying to put it over himself and comically got tangled up in the Christmas lights. So it's a cute little show. It felt a little weird that it was silent, mm-hmm. but yeah. I had to just think of it as, you know, this is a this is a character meet and greet instead of a Muppets show. You're so used to them mm-hmm. talking that. Uh, but I love that they brought them back. Sam Eagle came out. And I as I love him. Yes, as <laughs> as we know, I'm I am a big Muppets fan, so I loved seeing them, and it was great. And and you don't have to hear awful new Kermit's voice. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Good. Kevin Frog. Kevin, Kevin the Frog. <laughs> um, did did it seem like uh, the parks were? Less decorated or had gone? Not at all. They seemed I, very, still very decorated. I hear people decorated. crying about Epcot, and they really didn't do anything well, to Epcot. But what y'all need to know is they never used yeah. to do anything to Epcot, even in the before times, until after Food and Wine Exactly, and over. that's why Epcot is not decorated at all yet. And that's yeah, because... Everybody's freaking out about yeah, that. Food and Wine is still going on, and I believe Forever. it's... Yes, I believe it's going to be going on there up until either right before or right after Thanksgiving. I can't remember. Um, but it's so it's going to be another couple of weeks before they put up the decorations at Epcot. Um, and I, you know, I'm fine with that. And then they're going to transition from food and wine into the festival of the holidays. And that's when all those decorations will go up. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it, um, as in past years, Halloween came down and the next day magic kingdom was all decked first. out. Yeah. Magic kingdom was first Hollywood studios is all decorated now and the animal kingdom. And yeah, behind me on my zoom screen that we're recording on, I have the uh, holiday Gertie, the I dinosaur. The I love Gertie. I yeah, love that that the 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 lagoon there. It's so pretty. Really yeah, they have the big um, Christmas ornament balls that float in the mm-hmm. uh, lake, and they light up at night. I, I guess back when the parks were open at night. I guess now it gets dark earlier. Oh yeah, they it's dark by five thirty, and you yeah. can get the full effect of all of the Christmas decor. Yeah, I think we were talking about that when they originally announced that these were they were going to be doing the projection mapping instead of the the icicle lights on the yeah, castle when would that come yeah off? we're all like wait that's it they're not open that late but it's dark by it's dark by 5 30 are the what time are the parks closing these days they are so. closing a little bit later when we were there um magic kingdom was open until seven 
Hollywood Studios oh, was open till seven. And that's two full hours of dark, really. Um, Epcot was staying open until ten. Oh. Um, Animal Kingdom was still that's closing more like, at six. Uh, January, February hours, so mm-hmm. getting closer to yeah. some sense of normalcy. And I believe the holiday hours, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, they are going to be staying open later in the evening. Um, Hollywood Hollywood Studios also has all those cool sort of vintage fifties looking. Oh, decorations yeah, those, that are yeah, I love all yeah. that the tin those, those tin toy type on things the mm-hmm. the, uh, on the light poles. it's all yeah, heavy the on the tinsel reindeer. yeah it's all like the instead of the pretty red and green wreath kind of look that you get in Magic Silver. Kingdom and Holly and Hollywood Studios there's tons of tinsel everywhere I love it it's, it's yeah, so I cool love, Hollywood Studios decor is my jam mm-hmm. and the Animal Kingdoms is also all up uh, so the trees are up at Magic Kingdom Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom um, Animal Kingdom has that pretty like ethereal it's animal out front right before the gate mm-hmm. The tree, yeah, the uh, yeah, it's before you go through the turnstiles at Animal Kingdom, you can get your tree pictures just after security. The not turnstiles, right? (laughs) Um, and the resorts started uh, getting their decorations this past week. Um, we got to they do the gingerbread houses. That was my next point: is no gingerbread houses Uh, this year. Well, that would be COVID somehow. I don't know. I don't know, but none anywhere down traffic. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that aren't staying there just going by, mm-hmm. particularly at the Grand Floridian. Uh, and Grand Floridian debuted all new Christmas decorations this year. There's no, mm. there's no gingerbread house, but they're all um, twelve days of Christmas themed. So their tree is new, and all of the other decorations there are new, and they're beautiful. Do they have That's a, a decorated tree. unemployment line where the uh, <laughs> orchestra used to? Sit no, you know what? There's a grand piano there now. And it looks like maybe they might have somebody playing the piano. So the grand piano is not in the center anymore. It's over. Yeah, they took down that stage that they had built down there for the orchestra. It's completely gone. And that's where the grand piano is now. That was That's kind of sad. Because in the piano person, if they have one, is is it one of those... uh, One's like Shaky's Pizza that plays Yeah, it might be. (laughs) Uh-huh. They found themselves a new gig too, so they did. Yeah, I'm glad. I was real glad to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, contemporary was all decorated. We saw that too. It's it's very pretty. They don't have a tree, and they don't have the gingerbread house now. So, they, so the contemporary doesn't have that big tree. Not a out big front? tree. Um, the, yeah, well, they they yeah, that's right. Theirs is that's usually where out tree front. Always was, was out front. It's not up right now, is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they haven't they haven't put that part up yet. Um, but this all was just, this all, everything was just rolling out the week, the the few days that I was there. Um, they had their smaller trees inside and all their wreaths and stuff. And they had decorated the porte cochere. Um, so I would expect that their big tree will go up pretty quick. And it may be already now that I've left it. It's kind of, you wake up in the morning and, and something new new. is up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wilderness Lodge is all is all is up up. Um, now you were at the new Riviera. How, how do they do for Christmas? This is their first. This Christmas is their to be first open, Christmas, right? and uh, they had not done it yet. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, we don't know. Yet. We left on. They have a very low lobby ceiling. I don't know what. Yeah, they I, I kind of think they may need like uh, like contemporary. Maybe they'll put their the big tree outside somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we left Wilderness on Saturday, and it wasn't Wilderness up yet. Lodge, mm-hmm. so one of my pretty. favorites at Christmas time. Uh, we went over to Yacht and Beach too to check it out, and they hadn't put anything up yet. I was curious what they were going to do there because they usually have a. They also mm-hmm. have a little uh, gingerbread thing. Well, there's a. It's a train. They have the gingerbread at carousel. Bree- beach, and then the gingerbread carousel over at Boardwalk. And there's a carousel at Beach, too. Yeah. Beach or Yacht mm-hmm. One. I can't none remember. Of, none of that was up yet. So slowly rolling out. Coronado this is all Springs. normal, too, yeah, folks. Everybody is. thinks everything that happens is like, that's because of the COVID. It's not. It, it always, Magic Kingdom goes first, and yep. then they slowly dole out the other parks and then mm-hmm. the hotels. Uh, the Grand Destino Tower has a tree up at it. It's gorgeous. And Is it down in the bar? Mm-hmm. And they're tower lighting the outside of the tower. They're putting red and green alternating lights on the outside of that beautiful tower. So you can see it from all over the place. And it's that's just really pretty. Yeah, it's Did all there, really. Did you guys see at um, Hollywood Studios the projection that they do on mm-hmm. the Tower of Terror? Yes, that I is cool. I have to see that. I've been there during Christmas since they've had that a few times, but never was at Hollywood Studios at night. Yep. It's it's very cute. It's it's and that one does this that just like the Magic Kingdom projections. It's like every fifteen minutes it changes, and there's yeah, and little sequences. It used to be more of a show thing. I think this year it's just decorative. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it used to have some. Uh, uh, there was music that went along with it, and those laser lights, little laser light mm-hmm. show. And it yeah, most like it a, was mostly just static images this time. Yeah. To again try to prevent people from congregating. No jingle bell jam this year. No, and no, no fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. No jingle bell jingle bam. That's what it was. Jingle Jingle bell bell, jingle bam. bam. (laughs) With the exclamation. Yes. But there's still plenty of magic to be. So much. I I didn't, it didn't feel less to me at all. You know, even having experienced all of the, the different things in the past, um, the Christmas tree trail is still at Disney Springs. It's just spread out all over Disney Springs now instead Which of... makes more sense. Oh, anyway. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that thing always got so crowded. I loved seeing the trees, but didn't really like going back in that little area they had it in because you were always bumping into people and you couldn't get... And now they're just spread all throughout the whole... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was harder to get good pictures of them because there was always somebody in your shot. And it's a little bit easier now that they're all spread out. Um, the character sightings are, you know, it doesn't feel less. They're just different. Um, and I, I don't think necessarily different in a bad way. Do you have any final thoughts about the holidays at, at Walt Disney World besides it's still magical? It's still magical yeah. and you should go visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do, I recommend using a travel aid. Mm-hmm. And bring us back a present. <laughs> like a sweater. Yeah. I could use a good sweater. You could. Hmm. Mm. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to catch the holiday spirit Disney style or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a magical sack with infinite holding capacity in the back of a tiny sleigh pulled by eight tiny reindeer and one tinier reindeer with a chronic sinus infection. <laughs> Full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with the no obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. 
Word of mouth is still the best way to help us grow our show. If you've got a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe on your favorite app at www.goldkeyadventures.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week. See you real soon. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. They're not celebrating Christmas at <laughs> No. <laughs> to ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Key to the World Travel has a magical sack with infinite... Sorry, I hit that sack a little. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>